This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder this is a special bonus episode of the death by incarceration podcast My name is Spencer Daniels, and earlier this year, DBI was invited to a job fair in Philadelphia hosted by Reform Philly. I was able to conduct a handful of short interviews with some in attendance, and the following are those conversations. Please enjoy. All right, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and let me know why you're here today. So uh, my name is Dawan Williams. I am the uh, restorative justice uh, program manager for the uh, restorative justice rec crew at uh, Mural Arts Philly. And I also serve as the uh, chief of operations for new options, more opportunities. Cool. So, what does uh, what does mural arts provide for uh, people coming back from being incarcerated? So, uh, actually, it's our partnership with uh, mural arts. What they provide is jobs, stability, resources. You know, a safe haven. You know, a place where for you to come and be able to get yourself. You know, get on your feet you know, uh, returning from prison and being in probationary and justice-impacted situations. So you're providing the jobs or you're helping them get jobs? Both. Both? Uh, We provide them. We have a uh, restorative justice program there where for at four months at a time, you receive uh, close to $15 an hour for 20 20 hours a week uh, where you're receiving a list of skills and trainings and uh, OSHA 10 certification, flag of force, basic introduction to art, um, basic introduction to painting, you're doing some carpentry and some stuff like that, uh, resume writing, job building, and at the conclusion of the in-house work, you then move out into the community, and then you start working on like mural projects or community projects. Um, we also help with you know haircuts and clothing and uh, 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 hygiene, uh, resume writing, and then um, at the conclusion of the four-month program, we have a full-time job developer who works with the uh, each participant during their time in the program to ha- try to help them move on to jobs when the uh, when the time comes. So are, are, are you focused more on, on younger folks or is this across the board, all ages? This is across the board. This is an all hands on deck situation that we're dealing with here on Ground Zero in Philadelphia. Everybody, you know, from anywhere from ages 12 all the way up to 60 years old sometimes. Some of the men that are returning home from uh, incarceration and sometimes men that are just in, in, impacted by, men and women that are impacted by the justice system that just need a fresh start in life. So we... We can't pay you, obviously, a lot of money for a very long time, but this is a great stepping stone and a great state safe haven, and both organizations work together uh, hand-in-hand collaborative, with a collaborative effort to provide the necessary uh, resources for the community. So 
what, what do you think some of the biggest hurdles are to folks being able to get a job when they when they come out of the system? Uh, it can it could be anywhere from um, the lack of support, family support, lack of uh, confidence, uh, mental health counseling, trauma informed care counseling. Um, a lot has happened here in America, you know, over the last 30 years plus, you know, during the war on drugs, the war on crime. So uh, I think like one of the biggest obstacles for men and women returning home from long periods of incarceration or any periods of incarceration is access to uh, free counseling, free therapeutic services, and, and, and actually uh, safe havens like uh, the NOMO Foundation and the Mural Arts Restorative Justice Program where you can go and that there's um, legitimate resources to help. So explain what NOMO is for people who haven't heard so, of it. So uh, NOMO is an acronym for New Options, More Opportunities. And NOMO is a youth uh, family foundation. Uh, NOMO serves uh, youth between the ages of 12 and 17. And NOMO also has a uh, restorative justice division uh, that helps the, you know, the parents and the families, you know, anywhere from the ages of 18, you know, up to 40 years old. So uh, NOMO, we go on trips uh, every other Saturday. We provide financial literacy for the kids. We teach them about bank accounts, uh, fashion design. The same resources that we offer for the adults, we offer to the youth before they end up in any type of adjudicated program or end up having, you know, having to do this not on their own. Right. So basically what I'm trying to say is we're providing these options and opportunities to youth who wouldn't have access, you know, to a fashion brand and a design class or to mental health and treatment counselors and things of that nature. So the focus there is uh, prior prior to uh, getting into the system, this gives them something to do. Is that, is that a, good, a good way to, early, to describe that? Early intervention, prevention. Yeah. Yes, this is our this is our preventions, our, our preventative services. You know what I mean? Because you have to have things in place if you want success. Right. If you want a child to be successful, if you want an adult to be successful, you have to have the necessary stepping stones for that person to become successful. So with the NOMO Foundation and its partners and affiliates, what we do collaboratively is make sure that those resources and opportunities are in place. And this is why you have big job fairs like the one you see today. You know, a shout out to Reform Alliance, you know, Michael Rubin and Robin, Robert Kraft, Meek Mills, Jay-Z, Van Jones, everybody that's involved in that, in that movement as well, you know, because it's an all-hands-on-deck situation. Whether you're in Philadelphia, Chicago, Detroit, Atlanta, you know, any every major city here in the United States of America, this is an all-hands-on-deck situation. So if you're a person with money, if you're a person middle class, if you're a person, you know, that just offers a skill, we need to come under these up under these roofs, and we need to put our resources together, and we need to move forward collectively to help the future. Right. Yeah, this is a, a great opportunity to get all these people in one place at one time. And, you know, the, the focus, a lot of what we're doing on this podcast, a lot of the people that I'm, I'm talking with, is, um, you know, formerly incarcerated or, or uh, victims of the criminal justice system. But there is also... You know, veterans returning. There are single parents. There's a lot of different avenues uh, where, where people have difficult finding steady work. So this is it's it's great that people can come together under one roof and kind of 
give people an opportunity. Absolutely. Imagine if um, if we get the big name institutions, the big name networks, the big name real, real money shakers and makers to get involved. Just imagine if HBO was here, yeah. right? And they said, you know what? There's a lot of talented returning citizens who may want to be actors, who may want to uh, uh, get into screenwriting and film writing, who may want to start their own podcast. You know what I mean? So imagine if Sony was here, if Disney was here, if ABC was here, if Apple was here with the real, real, real opportunities that can change my life forever and keep me out of the streets and keep me alive and I could really feed a family. Yeah. Because it's those same men and women that are returning home from incarceration that will hold these jobs, yep. that will appreciate, you know, an opportunity. So I'm very grateful for to uh, Reform Alliance. Yeah. You know, to and shout out to my friend, my good friend Suave Gonzalez, and shout out to you and everything that you guys got going on for lending your platform and lending your voice. You know what I mean? Utilizing your platform to help spread the message. But um, thanks to everybody that's involved. But until the real stakeholders get involved and 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 and, unc and, and consciously, intentionally, intentionally dump money in the right places to help people. That's when we're going to see the crime rate go down. Absolutely. That's when we're going to see real live results. Yep. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. Okay. Uh, why don't you start with your name and why you're here? Yeah, so I am a hip-hop artivist, uh, Black Rap Medusa, B-L-A-K-R-A-P-P-M-A-D-U-S-A, making a difference using skills and activism. So I'm here because um, I've worked around mass incarceration for about the last 10 years, and a lot of my uh, artwork um, is around um, liberating uh, people from incarceration and from the carceral system altogether. So what do you think about a, a, an event like this, bring, bringing all of these uh, corporations and communities together to try and help people get back into the workforce? I think that is, is very important because a lot of the issues that um, returning citizens um, experience is going to be around housing and employment. So to have something that's specifically geared towards um, folks to be empowered to like you know take control of their life, I think um, we should be doing more of this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hope, hopefully this is the first of, of many more to come. Yeah. So aside from uh, employment and, and housing, what are, what are some of the maybe not so obvious obstacles and hurdles that people uh, encounter coming back from, from being incarcerated? I think the biggest issue is trauma and healing. I think no one really talks about the trauma that both men and women, trans, non-binary people experience, especially after coming coming out of um, the carceral system, you have definitely been traumatized. If you didn't have trauma prior to um, entry, you definitely have it upon re-entry back into society. And that there's no real programs in place that don't further uh, criminalize you around mental illness. So um, I work with an organization called Sankofa Healing um, Studio, and one of the things that they uh, work on is not just working within the uh, system, but also like ho creating holistic healing spaces um, that we're not just pu pushing psychotropics on people, that we're not just, you know, um, using clinical terminology to diagnose people and they don't understand that it. it's like getting to you on your level, it's like elevating your chakras, it's like spiritual, like using the mind and the body to actually, you know, um, heal yourself. 
Are there are there any programs like that that are available inside while people are still locked up, or is that is that something that people have to start once they get back? Well, so like I said, um, uh, Jackie Johnson of, of Sankofa Healing is uh, in the she's in the jails right now, um, and so with the pandemic kind of slowed things down, but uh, we are picking it back up, and so we've been able to. Um, uh, not only be in the jails, but also receive folks, help bail people out, and, you know, again, start to provide those wraparound services that the system seems to forget that we need. Um, okay, what, what else? What, what, are, what are some other companies that you wish were here? Um, I think uh, more of the... It's, it's so uh, crazy. I think more of the, like, hip-hop world, more of the... Uh, football players and so those people who essentially capitalize off of uh, the suffering of marginalized communities those people who are you know winning big uh, off of our community should also be coming in and providing um, opportunities I think the carceral system should be providing opportunities after incarceration because it's like fifty thousand dollars a bed especially in Pennsylvania it's maybe fifty thousand dollars a bed but they won't give a person fifty thousand dollars as a salary when they come home yeah. So you'll pay for a bed for me to be incarcerated, but you won't pay for a bed for, um, or you won't pay me a salary so that I can take care of my family. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, you, so you come out, you, you don't have an income. It, it, keeps, it, it keeps the system fresh. Absolutely. You re return, the, 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 the cycle continues. It's recidivism. It's Absolutely. And, and uh, unfortunately, we see that, you know, although it's not, um, you know, in comparison to the men, it's not the numbers aren't as high, but the numbers are so devastating in terms of women who are being taken from the community because these has been like the the main caregivers. And so when you see when you start to see women being incarcerated for um, nonviolent offenses, you start to see a community being devastated and and dilapidated and neglected. And so now we got the children in the system. And so now once you start to traumatize the children that way, it's only a matter of time before they become incarcerated or dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, anything you want to add? Anything? Uh, yeah, I'd like to drop this hot 16 just so y'all know who I am and also want to make sure y'all can find me on IG. It's uh, B-L-A-K underscore R-A-P-P. So, you know, a lot of my lyrics are about the movement. It's about um, empowering yourself. It's about um, making change and also being unapologetically who you are. So, uh, Get it. let's go. Um, I.L. Hodge, Malik, El Shabazzit, Faith fought off racist tactics, whip chains and straight jackets, Emmett Till's in open caskets, strange fruit in Fred Hampton, we free maroon. Tulsa, Oklahoma, or Philly with Osage bomb that blows up, that's napalm, Consuela and her daughter gone, Billy clubs, dum dum shells and riot gear, C4, got the four pound, I don't no fear, hop us back and remember to me, Cointel pro didn't follow me here, no choice left but the martyr revered, a following the first of a with political asylum, put my people on my back and make a pilgrimage to Ghana, when I get the pop of bottle celebrating my new African arrival, so connected with my ancestors tribal, casting spells are manifesting overstanding this vital, so I write down on my rhymes and remember Robert Siders, I'm depicting all the time like I need a revival, and so that's right there. Y'all can find me. I got an album out. Y'all can check it out. Uh, Dreaming Out Loud is out on all platforms. And, um, you know, um, remember to fight the power. Thank you so much for, for, uh, for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right, let's get started. Uh, name and uh, what you're doing here today. Uh, my name is Aloysius McElwain. I'm a street artist, muralist uh, from Philadelphia, and I'm here supporting our guy Suave today. 
Just uh, showing some suave. He's in uh, the gallery, Morton Contemporary. So just sh uh, showing suave some support. Cool. What What do you think about an event like this? Uh, get, getting all these organizations, companies together under one roof and uh, allowing people to get back into the workforce. Honestly, I think it's I think it's amazing, especially seeing things like the uh, the barbers and the uh, you know the clothing that they provide. Because actually, my dad did this for a little bit. He um, helped to try to dress some of the other the convicts and stuff after they got out. Uh, and try to help them uh, get reintegrated into society. So honestly, just seeing all these things um, under one roof and just providing opportunities for people to like rebuild and restart their lives, I think it's amazing. I think it's really powerful. Yeah, I, I did the loop a little while ago. There's the there's the barbers. There's a couple of racks with suits. Right, right. They're uh, doing mock interviews mm -hmm. and resume writing. It's 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 a no, pretty that's, remarkable thing. That's amazing, especially like the the resume writing and stuff like that. It's it's honestly it's it's really really cool. Yeah. So. It, from what I'm hearing so far, most most of what what people are expressing the uh, the hurdles, the obstacles of people returning from being incarcerated mm -hmm. is uh, is a place to live, right? And transportation, transportation. Uh, uh, you know, a place to basically employment, uh, work, and, and transportation. Employment's a big deal. It's 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 because it's, it's really hard. I grew up in uh, North Philly, right around Broad and Erie, and um, I was one of the uh, the kids that kind of made it out like scot free without getting into any trouble. But a lot of the kids that I grew up with, um, I've had conversations with them, and a lot of times, like there there were a lot of them that got in trouble when they were you know 13, 14 years old, tried to come back and uh, get reintegrated into society, and they just have a hard time finding jobs, and you know. It, sometimes it leads to them going back down the same path because they just don't have the opportunities. Like I was talking to one of my friends, and he was like uh, saying, because he's known me since uh, we were young, he was like, cuz, I, I have three kids, so I have to do what I have to do to, to um, provide for my kids at this point. Like I, I'm trying to get um, jobs. When they see that uh, that thing on the uh, application that says, like, have you been in, in prison or not, you know, it's it becomes hard for them to, to get jobs sometimes. So I think uh, having organizations like this, it's, it's really um, – think it's really important because it's needed yeah i know there's a big push there's you know legislation out there to to ban the box mm -hmm. to, to to get rid of that line that right. says if you've been convicted of a felony within the last seven years mm -hmm. because it that really uh is a hurdle that people can't get over it's a huge hurdle i mean people people are who are coming back out of the system they want to work mm -hmm. they, they don't want to get trapped in that cycle in mm -hmm. that system yeah and it's just it's it's one more thing that that Keeps that people keeps down. you in the yeah in the, in the cycle. Uh, <laughs> try not to get in anything where we start talking about like privatized like jail systems and stuff like that. So we'll we'll be here forever. <laughs> Go any any direction you want. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, honestly, because it's it's one of those things where you see that little box on there, and for for most employers, it's just like an automatic like no, you know. So then it's like you're you're taking away all these. Um, opportunities for people to try to get their lives together because sometimes you make one bad mistake and it just sends you down a path and you 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 go to prison and then come out like i never want to be back in that situation again but like if you're not provided the opportunity sometimes it feels like you don't even have a choice yeah. for a lot of people so yeah people people end up getting judged by their their worst mistake right exactly one, one bad mistake. exactly um what what do you think could be done better to to help that the the prison to employment pipeline, like preparing people while they're still inside. Like that's that's what I was I was gonna say. I, I think um, I think better preparation while they're still inside, coming uh, 
start maybe I would even say uh, doing some of the things like the, uh, the the resume writing and things like that. I, I would actually start doing some of that like while they're still inside, so when they get out, they don't have to. They can almost hit the ground running. Right. You know what I mean? I think that would be a big deal. So that, that's definitely one of the things. Uh, yeah, better preparation, uh, like while you're still in present, still in the system. You know, trying to get out, I think would would be a big help. Yeah, one of the things that came up on a, on a previous conversation I was having here today is, you know, depending how long someone has been locked up, yeah. the, the systems have changed so much with, you know, resumes online only mm-hmm. or ap- applications online. Right, you right. don't get a chance to, to show up in person mm-hmm. and maybe a, a, explain something. You see it you see it on a screen. Yeah. It's black and white. Yeah. Yeah, depending on how long you've been in, it's probably like a completely different system that you're going to be running into as soon as you, you're, you're coming out and try to reintegrate into society. So maybe just, yeah, I, I would say just better preparation, like as you're trying to transition from that system to the new system, like back into uh, society, I, I think that that would go a long way for people. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, anything you want to, you want to close with? Uh, nothing I can think of outside of the fact that we need more of this. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely need more of this, more opportunities, um, more things that help people to reintegrate into society. Just need overall prison reform as a whole. Yep. <laughs> and one, one step at a time. One this step, is a good, is a good place a to start. Yeah, yeah awesome. absolutely. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to this special Death by Incarceration podcast. Remember, education and employment are some of the best tools in fighting recidivism. Find us and follow us on all social media platforms and keep listening to the podcast. Thank you to Glassbox. Thank you to Crawlspace. And this has been a DBI Media production. That's it. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Bye. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.